Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. I'm pretty sure this is Brian. And this is Andrew. And we are at the compound today. Yeah, we've been putting this episode together piece by piece over the course of the last probably over a year now. Um, Just a lot of the people that we've talked to for other episodes, we kind of wanted to get a little bit of their pet peeves because while barbecue is a great thing and, you know, they all, for the most part, love their jobs, any job that you do day in, day out, especially the hours that they put in, you're going to have some, some things that kind of annoy you about the job. Questions and things that just, uh, you know, repeated over and over again. And some of it is, is, you know, honestly, people that are new to eating barbecue and eating Central Texas, um, eating barbecue by the pound and different, different types of, of things that happen when you go order barbecue from Texas barbecue joints. Yeah. So let's, let's get into it here. Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys we've got, we'll, we'll kind of give our thoughts on some of these things too, because you know they've got their opinions, and we you know, we we agree with a lot of it, but we have some some thoughts of it on our own as well. First clip we have here is from Mr. Russell Regals with Regals Barbecue. Well, the thing you know that that kind of drives me crazy, and I, and I know it does everybody in this business has to do with beef ribs. You can see on everybody's menu that a beef rib weighs between one and two pounds. And they're about 20 bucks a pound. You're not going to get a one meat plate for $13.95 or whatever that has a whole beef rib on it. Whole plate rib. You know, it, it's, it's right there, you know. Um, second pet peeve, I guess, in this business is people just being arrogant assholes. Uh, they think because they've got a great product that they're that much better than everybody else. I mean, I love what I do and I love the people in this business uh, and I love 99% of them, but there are a few people out there that just think that they, they've got like a God, a barbecue God complex or something. So uh, that's just me. I try I try to get along with everybody. Well, there's Russell Regals, the man that's uh, got many barbecue opinions, yeah. been doing this a very long time. Never short of opinions for sure. No, that, that, is, <laughs> that is Russell. That's why we love him. Beef ribs on the meat plate. That's something that has been talked about for quite a, quite a while. And there are a couple of places that do have a version of a beef rib plate. Yeah, and Russell was specific to what's called the plate rib. And uh, there's two cuts of beef rib. One is a plate called a plate rib and one is a short rib. Um, and I think one of those is 123A on the, the meat gutters. Right, but, yeah. The yeah. plate rib is 123A on the uh, NAMP list that you can order and yeah it's a three bone plate rib which i mean if you've followed barbecue on instagram you've probably seen racks of these by now but the three bone plate rib it's a longer wider bone um it's a much meatier rib there's a higher fat content to it generally as well and then there's the chuck short ribs well no, are, those plate ribs run a minimum of a pound usually yes. a pound and a half i've seen them up to two pounds yeah well the bone <laughs> itself know. weighs you know close half to a, a half a pound yeah. most of the time so you're you're paying for the bone weight because they're paying for the bone weight when they buy it as well and then the chuck short rib is a it's a shorter rib it's a four bone rack and uh, like it's a little little less fat content although they're still very very good and there are a couple of places that will offer a yeah. a chuck short rib plate. and those run about a half a pound Right, um, yeah, generally. You know, generally half a pound. So um, some places will sell both, uh, which gets confusing. And some places will sell the short rib 
on a, the, the chuck rib on a um, plate and then the plate rib by, yeah. by the pound. By the pound only. And, and yeah. That may sound confusing, but it's two different cuts of meat. Yeah, Killens is probably the most well-known place that does that. Um, they sell both types of beef ribs, and you can order the plate rib just on its own by the pound. Or you can order what they call their beef rib plate, which is a chuck short rib with two sides. I'm not sure what the pricing is on it right now, but I know it's it, it's typically been a very good value. It's around sixteen dollars yeah, last time I checked. Yeah, yeah, and it's still a, it's a very good value and a really good rib. Um, and I think Spring Creek does a version of those as well, where they do a chuck short rib where you can order two sides as well. Yeah. Um, but but yes, it's a great bite, and it's a nice way to get you know to me. A, a, a short rib either plate or chuck is kind of like the best part of the brisket it's not a part of a brisket don't get confused but it's a good way to kind of get into that fattier content if you're into lean brisket and you want to cross over but you want to be very careful about getting too much fat try the try the chuck ribs first it's a good way to get that better it, to me it's a lot better flavor than a brisket right and then you know russell's other complaint about the quote arrogant assholes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all walks of life, of course, you meet enough people in any industry, you're going to run into people that you just don't get along with or maybe aren't your best friends. And, you know, we've, we've certainly experienced that. We're not going to, of course, name names or anything like that. But yes, the, the overwhelming majority of people in the barbecue world are really great, kind, friendly people that are just working hard and putting out you know, the best product they can. Focused on their product. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah but personalities are going to clash from time to time. You won't always get along with everybody, and I'm sure that... There aren't everybody in the barbecue world doesn't love us too. So, well, and when you get you know when you get into the business, you, you there's so much to learn on both sides. You know, I mean, you know, we've done pop ups. It's not like we do this every day, um, but there's just so much knowledge and so much information and so much that you learn that you might come into this business at one stage and think that you know quite a bit. And there's a huge difference between um, cooking pop ups like we do cooking on the weekends and then serving. I mean, Russell's literally open seven days a week yep. and, uh, you know, has produced quite a bit of barbecue for many, many years. Um, really knowledgeable. And, you know, it just, you know, settle down, take a little time, you know, cut your teeth on this. There's, there's many people over the years that have done it. You know, they just come in with gu both guns blazing. Um, some people have faded out and you don't hear from them anymore. Uh, some people have calmed down a little bit. And it's just, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an, it's a very humble historical business and um you know i can't remember the place in kind of downtown east of downtown houston somebody came in saying they were going to be the best in the world and oh yes yes and, and <laughs> they never actually opened. yeah i don't think they ever opened yeah no, they did not um and then they and i don't know if they're cooking anymore um so you know it's it's uh it's all good but um you know there's not even respect your elders isn't probably the right term but um respect the business and just you know cool it's cool yeah like you said, it's it's a rare thing to run into that. You know, the vast majority of people are are really kind, really great people. But every once in a while, you're you're going to run into that. So you do with it the best that you can. All right. So up next, uh, we've got Brett Jackson from Brett's Barbecue Shop in Katy. Hello, my name is Brett Jackson with Brett's Barbecue Shop. I would have to say my biggest pet peeve would be. People coming in here and telling you how you should cook barbecue. <laughs> you know, well, if this is how I do it when I'm at home, <laughs> this is how my friend does it, or that you know, it's 
it's one of those deals. Well, that's good, and you've got your own style of barbecue. So do I. <laughs> so you do yours, I'll do mine, and if you like it, then come back. If you don't, then I don't. I don't know. <laughs> There's Brett Jackson with Brett's Barbecue Shop in Katy, and yes, that's that's something we've heard quite a bit over the years. It's and it's kind of funny when you think about it and, and reality of it. It's easy to say, oh, the brisket I cook is better than the brisket that this restaurant cooks. Well, yes, it, with rare exceptions, you're probably cooking one brisket every couple of months at the most. And you're giving it away for free. Correct. That, that's the thing we've talked about is that, you know, when you if you're doing a backyard cook and you've got friends and family over and your family loves it, you know, number one, they're your family. Um, but and I call it the American Idol effect where, you know, you, you get these really bad singers on and you're like, how did they think they were that good? Well, they were everybody said, oh, this is great. This is great. They were being nice um, and it just gets to their head. And, and then again, you're giving it away. If you really want to know if your barbecue is good, charge people for it. Right. It's the best way to do it. And if you charge people for it and they say it's great, well, then more power to you. That's wonderful. Right. And again, cooking one brisket every now and then and comparing your prowess in it to someone that cooks 10 20 50 a day five days a week six days a week that's kind of a goofy thing to do that's like saying that's like hitting one shot on a basketball goal and saying you're better than michael jordan or lebron james give them some tips uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah now Shaq may be different you can probably give him some tips. yeah yeah he can't hit a free throw but <laughs> but that's neither here nor there but yes if if you're the backyard cook and you're cooking great backyard barbecue, then enjoy it and your family will enjoy it or at least lie to you and say they did. But to, to compare yourself to a restaurant that's doing this day in, day out is kind of a goofy proposition. All right. So up next, we have some of the nicest folks in the business. And it was kind of hard to get get some pet peeves out of them. Um, we had to twist their arms a little bit. Uh, but up next is Nicole Buckman from Corkscrew Barbecue. I'm Nicole Buckman at Corkscrew Barbecue, and my pet peeve is when you tell a customer we only have pulled pork and turkey left, and they're like, okay, that's great. I'll take the brisket. That's something we've absolutely encountered uh, in yes. line, you know, uh, or somebody asking for a menu item that's only served one day a week, um, you know, like the Franklin beef rib, which is only served on Saturdays, and they're there on a Friday, and they're, hey, do y'all have beef ribs? Yes. Well, without fail, almost every time I'm at Regal, someone's asking for the pastrami, and it's almost never a Thursday when I'm there. So, yeah, I mean, that, that just comes down to customer education. But, yes, and also listening to the person that's taking your order, of course. If they tell you they have this and this left, don't ask for the thing they didn't tell you they had left. <laughs> just pay a little attention. Um, a lot of times, especially if you've got, like, the butcher paper menu boards, they'll scratch things off as they sell out. And, and so you can, if there's a line, you can kind of, get a game plan together of what you want to order before you get up there. And this, that kind of comes to the, the deer and headlights effect of ordering that we've experienced both in line at barbecue places and during our pop-ups where someone might have five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour in line where they have seen the menu. And still when it comes down to slicing, you know, they ask you what you want and it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> How many times? How many times? Keep that line moving. Some of us are hungry. Yes. Yes. So get that game plan together and, and feel free. I mean, I, I, I would hope everybody that listens to our show is, is pretty knowledgeable about barbecue, but, um, if you're unsure and if you're unsure what that barbecue joint specializes in or, or some of their features, ask the people in line. Um, yeah. there's almost always when we're in line, there's somebody that that's been there many times. I mean, we were at 
a, a place yesterday. The couple behind us had no idea, yeah. um, which is great. And this is a very famous place. And they had no idea what was, you know, sort of their specialties. And so we, we helped them out. People in front of us, I think, had been there plenty of times. So it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So make friends with people online. It's always, it helps pass the time and you never know, you might find a new friend. It's amazing how much we've talked to people and, you know, oh, yeah. just learning where they've come from. And um, it, it was kind of funny, you know, the one with uh, Brett Jackson, you know, the, the people behind us told us how great their brisket were, was and yep. the recipe. And they started rattling off the rub and we just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's an interesting, that's an interesting spice to put yeah, in your brisket. We've developed some pretty good poker faces listening to people's barbecue <laughs> recipes over the years. Like, keep it simple. Up next, we've got uh, Mr. Will Buckman, also Corkscrew Barbecue, and uh, he's got a little different pet peeve than than his partner and co-owner. Well, and we sure agree with this one, too. Yes, we do. I'm Will Buckman of Corkscrew Barbecue, and my pet peeve is a customer asking me to cut the bark off of their brisket. The answer is no. Pretty straightforward. That answer should always be no, and (laughs) and you should never ask. Yes, Um, and and it's, it's a tradition, you know, Again, when you looked at how barbecue was cooked in the past, they didn't season it a lot of times. If they did, it was very light seasoning. They didn't trim it. You know, these days they're, they're trimming. Some of the places that we know of personally are trimming two to three pounds off of every brisket, shaping it before they cook it. Right. Um, and that's before it shrinks from the cook process. So they're, they're doing a really good job of, of doing that. And the bark has turned into um, not just a delicacy, but the bark has turned into part of the meat, part of what you eat. Absolutely. And there's a lot of money that goes into that bark these days. A lot of these places are using higher end pepper and it's cost. I mean, sometimes pepper's costing what, hundreds of dollars a hundreds week, hundreds of dollars yeah. a week in just black pepper. So yes, you can imagine how much it would be not cost effective for someone to cut the bark off your brisket. Um, not, not only that, it's damn tasty so yeah <laughs> if you haven't tried it tried it but um but yeah it, it's just there's people that grew up on that yes. you know and um some of the places i grew up on that's how they did it um we watched we were at a place uh, a week ago and watched them separate the point from the flat yep. and then separate most of the most of the bark off as well throw it right in the trash yeah, like, so ah! will, will we're absolutely 100 percent with you on that one so please leave that bark on and enjoy it because it's wonderful all right up next, um, a gentleman that usually bucks the trends and some of his pet peeves. And a man that knows uh, quite a bit about bark. So. Yes. Uh, so speaking of barking and biting, here's John Miller. John Miller, John Miller, Black Box Barbecue. Let's see, pet peeves. Don't have many. Well, I have a lot, but showing up early, trying to stand in line, there's no need. Uh, I've always thought it was ridiculous. Um, you only cook so much barbecue. So you don't have to be here so early. And back on 6th Street, if you're first in line, you probably got served 20th, especially if you showed up at 8 o'clock because you were watching me the whole time. And it annoyed the hell out of me. (laughs) Other pet peeves, uh, people who take my Bud Light out of my eyes chest when it clearly says, take the Lone Star. All right, and that one's pretty interesting. So, um, you know, we, we know uh, uh, John Brotherton's slogan is show up late and lose weight. Um, and, you know, a lot of people we tell get there early. And for the most part, that's a really good rule of thumb. But you know what? Don't upset John Miller. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> and we, we all know the places where you, if you don't get in line early, you're either waiting forever and or you're not getting food. So 
Unfortunately, it's become a necessity at some barbecue places to get there early. Of course, Franklin Barbecue being the most famous of those. But, you know, yeah, but we've, we've been places that literally sell out at 11, 30, and 12 because they're very small places. Right. Well, that yeah, cook a very I think small those are volume. kind of separate. Yeah, they're unique. Yes. but. But, well, not completely unique, but there's there's a handful of them. But, yeah, definitely, you know, we do recommend getting there early. Um, but be nice to John. And speaking yes. of being nice to John, if you don't know, um, John drinks Bud Light. And um, he provides beer for his patrons. Complimentary uh, beer. Complimentary beer. Um, just don't drink John's beer. It's yes. just a simple rule of thumb. Yes. And, and believe me, there are very explicit instructions. <laughs> They're usually the written coolers. out, yes. <laughs> For you to not drink John's beer, so uh, John is John started the free beer trend that has become pretty popular in barbecue, um, and we're all for it. Oh, very thankful for beer. it. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is that was a John Miller original, so we don't want that tradition to go away, nor do we want John to kill you. So uh, respect Stab John's me with the beef rib. Yes, respect John's few rules, and uh, don't show up to his place early because that'll annoy him too. Hey, you know somebody else that's got a lot of, of opinions? Jordan Jackson. Jordan Jackson. Let's listen to him. Hi, this is uh, Jordan Jackson with Bodacious and Marbley. And my biggest pet peeve are barbecue purists. People who say they don't need barbecue sauce because I'll let the meat speak for itself. Barbecue sauce is complimentary to meat. And chopped beefs are good sandwiches. You don't have to always slice a sandwich for it to be good. And rib sandwiches are real. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There is a such thing as a rib sandwich. For people who don't want it, don't order it. But chopped beefs. Chopped beefs are excellent sandwiches. You just evidently never had a good one. All right, well, that's three topics. So yeah. um, he, he couldn't limit himself to just one. <laughs> no, and if you know Jordan, you, you should have expected that. But All yes. right, let's tackle these. All um, right. So we are very much on the side of sauce being complimentary with the barbecue. Um, you know, I'm staring at a bottle of our own Four Horsemen sauce. It was something that we came up with very early in the process. Um, and and talked to some other barbecue joint folks like uh, Westerina and others when we first got into this about, you know, look, sauce is part of barbecue. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, what we'd always recommend is... Don't let that be the first thing you do to your barbecue. Yeah, we don't yeah. like people, just like you shouldn't toss salt on something without tasting it first. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't put you shouldn't put sauce on barbecue without tasting it first. And a lot of times you don't need it. And there are places I've been to where I have literally never had their sauce, yeah. ever. Never tasted it. Um, I think Corkscrew is one of those. Yeah. yeah. And to me, it also depends on the protein that you're eating, too. Uh, I, I'm a big proponent that pulled pork, whole hog, tastes better with a complimentary or complimentary as in yes not free but not it is free but not should complimenting be free, the pork yeah. yes. but yes having a vinegar well, nice or tangy sauce that that goes with the fatty rich pork i think it, it's fantastic and that it doesn't matter what you're cooking i've had heritage breed hog that is better with a complimentary yeah, sauce absolutely. with it you know that really complements the meat and highlights the, the meat and it doesn't drown out the flavor of the actual protein that you're eating. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to sauce it up ahead of time and let it get all soggy with the sauce. You want to put it on kind of fresh so it 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 adds another layer of flavor. Right. And and a chopped beef sandwich, sauce that baby every oh, yeah. time. Yeah. You know? And and again, we like freshly chopped and freshly sauced. We don't like right. it sitting in a steam pan for six hours. Right. <laughs> That's a different kind of but yeah. Chopped beef sandwiches are good. They and, are. And mustard sauces. Let's just take a, a moment yeah. to uh, think 
the Lord for mustard sauces. So, yes, there, um, there, there are regions in South Carolina where that's the predominant sauce, and it's excellent, and we've seen it come into Texas a little more, too. Uh, Patrick Fiji serves a version of a mustard sauce every day at Fiji's Barbecue. Truth came up with a mustard sauce a few phenomenal. months back, and it, yeah, I love it. I love that sauce. It's yeah. one of my favorite sauces in barbecue right and now. And then what's the most classic mustard sauce in Texas barbecue? That would be City Market and Luling. City Market and Luling, and it is a great mustard sauce. And if you do a little Googling, you'll find a uh, what is supposed to be a copycat recipe, which is pretty close, and it's very easy to make. So something to play with. And, and we love mustard on a lot of different sausages. So yes. um, it really adds a lot. Just a little dot of mustard on the coin of sausage, and you're done. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's our opinions on sauce, and again, barbecue is about what you enjoy. So, if sauce all right, so let's let's tackle the other one. All right, all right. <laughs> so rib sandwiches, um, yeah, rib sandwiches. We oh well, chopped beef. We did say it. And yeah, chopped beefs are perfectly fine. Yes, I have nothing it is. nothing wrong with that. But um, you know, I, I have had the Tipsy Texan at Franklin Barbecue um, just because I wanted to try it. And what is the Tipsy um, Texan? In case someone Tipsy Texan is a chopped beef sandwich. Um, I think it's got sausage on it too, right? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah I think there's even slaw on it as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, it, and it was a good sandwich, but I'm not going to wait in line for four hours and get only that sandwich. Right, right. yeah. yeah. I, mean, if, I, I would definitely say if you're if you're taking the time to go to Franklin Barbecue and waiting in the line and everything, don't not don't not get the sandwich, but don't let that be the only yeah. thing you get as well, because <laughs> that would be a, a colossal mistake. time commitment and yes. mistake, yes. Um, and then rib sandwiches. So, yes. so look, uh, there's people on both sides of this poll, and it's perfectly fine either way. I don't really care. Um, but there is a tradition of something called a rib sandwich. I know Daniel Vaughn's written some some content on that. Um, you know, it's traditionally an East Texas thing, and it was a way to serve ribs with bread. Um, you, you know, no, you don't eat the bone, and they but they don't pull the bone out either. Right, but they don't. They also don't typically serve it to you in a sandwich. A lot of times, it'll be. In a tray, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just yeah, yeah it's just bread on the side. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just what the it's a name more than anything. It was it was really a way to get it uh, get the meat without getting sides. Right, it's just ribs and ribs and bread. Absolutely, and and it goes along to rib tips and some of the other items that are more popular out there as well. And if you don't have the mental capacity to know that you shouldn't eat the bone, I, then I really don't know how you managed to click play I mean, on this episode. Or so. or how do you ever eat chicken? <laughs> um, you know, because there's a whole lot of bones in chicken that come and they serve with the bones in the chicken, but yet somehow people don't just chew that up. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, it's there's it's not the only food that has a bone in it. There you fish, go. you know, I think uh, I think people have pretty much figured out to eat the fish and not the bone. Yeah, us us carnivores have figured this whole bone to meat thing out by now. So, so just there relax. You. It's all good. It's it okay. Is. It is. All right. Um, we're getting towards the end here. Um, but another one, and this is around, um, very much the cost of business from a barbecue joint. And we've talked about this and I know, um, uh, the, one of the first comments is there's a place that I've interviewed that they spend over $6,000 a month in free condiments. I'm Esau Ramos from Tuum Smokehouse. And, uh, one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is bread getting thrown away. Shit's expensive, you know, especially when you buy in quality bread. Uh, potato bread isn't cheap, so that's right, right, exactly, yeah. And you know, handing it out for free, you know, we don't have a big problem with it, but the problem comes into play whenever we see, you know, half of the bread that you guys asked for again thrown in the trash. That that is just crazy. Saving tables when you know we have signs posted all over the restaurant saying "Don't save a table." You know, it's it's not fair to the people that got here an hour and a half earlier before you did, and now they don't have a seat because you know you don't want to wait in line. That that's one. 
You know what's another pet peeve of mine? Cutting ribs bone side up. <laughs> I hate that shit, man. You don't yeah, um, I just feel that, you know, you work so hard to build that beautiful bark and, you know, make your ribs look beautiful and you just flip them over and cut them bone side down. I just, I don't know, just every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know how you do that. It's crazy. All right, another one with a lot of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so let's tackle these real quick. Um, we mentioned about throwing away the condiments. Look, make sure you tell people you don't want it. Yes. Um, because we have been served. Um, God, when we went to Smitty's, they served us like half a loaf of bread. Uh, and a Literally. sleeve of crackers as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. There are pl- places that are overly generous with pickles, bread, condiments, things like that. Take what you think you'll need and only ask for what you think you'll need. A lot of times if, if a place asks us, would you like bread? We'll tell them, oh, just a slice or two or, or, yep. or, or none at all if we know we don't want any at all. And especially these, these new school places that are serving higher-end bread. They're bread. not just serving Mrs. Baird's or Sunbeam. They're serving Martin's Potato Bread or a Kraft Bakery's Bread. You know, there are a couple of places that are even starting to charge for bread because the cost of it has just gone. Well, like I said, I mean, this was years ago when I when I talked to this barbecue joint. The the free condiments were over six thousand a month. Yeah, and they have to they have to recover that cost somehow, and that's that's why right. the other meat prices are high. And, and there are a couple of places that are serving are charging for pickles now as well because they, you know it's just they're, especially if they're making their own pickles. That's labor cost and time that goes into that. And again, it is a tradition in Texas for pickles and condiments and bread and things like that to be complimentary and free to the customer. But when it gets abused and you're throwing, you see all this money sitting in the trash, which if you're a business owner and you see bread and pickles and everything, that is literally money you spent that is in the trash. It's it's a tough pill to swallow. So I can't blame any of these places for being frustrated with that. So as a consumer, just try to be more mindful of that You know, when you can. Yep. Absolutely. Um, saving tables. Look, if that's the rule, then follow the rule. Right. You're in their house. You yeah. Know? I mean, a lot of these places that have longer lines and have steady lines, like a 2M Smokehouse or Franklin or Corkscrew, you know, a lot of them don't have, they're smaller restaurants and they don't have the space to be able to accommodate all hundred people in line to sit down at one time. And their line is structured so that there will not be all those people sitting down at one time. So don't feel like, I mean, obviously if you have, if you're with an older group and someone's got, you know, issues standing up for that length of time, then, then maybe talk with the restaurant, find out if there's some place that they could be a little more comfortable, but to, to just go and sit down as soon as your group gets there and, and save the table that does create a log jam for patrons to be able to sit down. And then uh, third one is cutting the ribs meat side down. So he's talking about pork ribs. Yes. Um, and it, it is, um, it, it's something that's very tough to cut pork ribs properly when the meat side is up. Um, we're guilty of that. We've switched to doing that because we've cut some very odd-shaped ribs. We're, we're learning. And, yeah, and um, it, takes, it does. It takes yeah. cutting hundreds of racks of ribs to be able to really get that, you know, where the angle of the bone goes, and especially on a full spare rib as well, right. where you've got... A little the, different on St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, you've got the cartilage, and you've got the, you know, the what we call the little nub or the little knob at the top, the, that knuckle meat. What I've been working on is, is just standing them vertically and cutting them that way. It seems to help a little bit. But, yeah, we're working on it. And uh, But that is, that is a... Um, experience factor i think for folks absolutely but, yeah. but i do agree it looks weird upside down and then people take pictures while they're cutting and right. so then the pictures are up you know the the meat's upside down on the picture it's like no nah. all right um so our last one from the pit masters is mr john brotherton this is john brotherton of brotherton's black iron barbecue and liberty barbecue uh one of my pet peeves are rude people the people that are rude to my employees are rude to me I'll kick them out, tell them to leave and not come back. 
uh, people that want a discount or something special and uh, think that my employees are obligated to hook them up with it because they they know me or uh, bought barbecue out of my garage but they don't know that I was doing barbecue you know years before they ever came to my garage so all right and so that is you know the the most important salient point out of that is you know treat these employees with respect um, you know they're doing this it's hard work barbecue is one of the harder businesses to be in um, and even the staff that's indoors you know they're there for you they're trying to help you out just be nice yeah and wanting a discount and this will we'll, we'll end the episode with our kind Man, of, I know where you're going a couple this. of our personal pet peeves <laughs> and yes yes you, you, Brian knows exactly where this is going with me People wanting a discount because they know the place or they know the owner or they are a social media person or they think they're a social media person. These places work really hard. The profit margins in barbecue are not huge and they've got staff to pay. They've got rent to pay and everything else that goes into running a restaurant or running a business. The best thing that you can do for a joint the best way you can support a joint i don't care if you've got a thousand followers a million followers the best thing you can do is to pay for your food and show the respect to the barbecue joint i i know it's it's tempting as you get into that social media world because more and more people and more and more joints will offer you those free things that doesn't mean you have to take them um and even if someone gives you a lot more on your tray than you ordered there are ways to make that up there is a tip jar at almost every single barbecue joint you go to you can you can throw some money in the tip jar some extra money than you than you normally would have there are ways to pay for buy their shirts you can you can send them a gift in the mail afterwards i mean there's there's plenty of things that you can do very very few people in this world are going to provide enough media exposure to really make that worthwhile i mean yeah if it's a 25 dollar plate of food you got a bazillion followers, sure, but but the reality is, look, I mean, they're they're doing this day in day out. That food costs some money, and you know, throw some money in the tip jar, yeah. buy them a beer. It depends on who it is. You know, some people don't drink beer. Don't buy them a beer, um, but there's there's plenty of options. You know, or bring them food from somewhere else. We've done some shuttle yep. shuttle deliveries, uh, you know, so that they can they can kind of experience that, and and even uh, send gifts in the mail afterwards. Just do something nice because. Um, you know, it's, it's not an all take world, you know, give and take. Right. And that's, I mean, it's the biggest rule with our show is that's a very big reason why we've never interviewed. That's why we're also poor. Yeah, this, yeah, this <laughs> is very, very true. But that's, that's also why we don't interview anybody whose food we haven't eaten because we think that's a show of respect is to, to go there, to eat the food, to pay for the food and, and to not do those pre set up visits you know, where, where you, they know you're coming. And of course, if they know you're coming, they know you're coming to interview them or take pictures of their food. They're going to naturally want to give you something for that. No, you're just not going to get an honest, uh, you're not going to get an honest experience of what the casual general public would get. And that's, um, you know, from my viewpoint, that's the big thing. Kind of, we feel like that's what we owe our listeners and, and yes. followers is that, um, you know, at least the first couple of visits, you know, after that, once you once you build a relationship, you're you're not going to be able to get around that. But um, we have sent other people in to buy food. We have sent yeah. our wives in, um, you know, and and that's that's our mo. I mean, when we go visit a place the first time, even if they've invited us out, 
we'll try to do an incognito visit yeah. first. It doesn't always work, but we, we, we do make every effort to, to try to go in and have that experience. And I can't tell you how many times we've later gotten messages saying, I didn't even know you guys were there. <laughs> yeah. You guys are sneaky. And, and it's yeah. for that very reason is we don't want to be, we are not special. We don't want to be treated like we're special. We want to be treated like you well, would treat again, any that, other That's customer. the whole thing is that if your experience, because they knew you were coming and because they, you know, they're, they're not going to cook another brisket, but we have absolutely multiple times seen where they went and grabbed a fresh brisket right. so that they got the preferential slices for us. And so that, that is not indicative of what the normal average person is going to experience. We're, we're, we're not normal, but we are average. And so I just don't think that that's doing anybody a, a, a favor by giving, by telling and picturing and, and describing an experience that's not what everybody gets. And so then somebody comes with different expectations. Right. And that's, the, that's what makes the world go around for us. All right. Now, this is hard because we got a lot of little whiny complaints about different things. But um, I, I think the one that drives me the most baddiest is when I see somebody go to a barbecue joint and they don't order what the barbecue joint is known for. Um, and there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different people that have that have done this. So, um, you know, as an example, if you go to Snow's and you don't get the the um, the pork shoulder and you don't get the chicken you're really missing out because those are two of their best proteins there yeah it's not the only proteins to order but you really should order those definitely we Uh, saw that a lot during our barbecue passport days too where people were trying to stick with oh i'm only going to go and order the texas trinity everywhere yeah well there are plenty of places that that's not what they do best or maybe they don't don't order that at vera's right vera's is a great place to visit and you definitely should order the barbacoa but I'm not going to recommend the brisket at Veras. I mean, there's just no reason to. Right. Oh, and that's and one of the really nice things about that whole passport experience is Texas Monthly did provide you with a lot of those tips. Yeah, of, they were right in the right in the articles absolutely. actually. You know, <laughs> um, going to the pit room and not ordering the the griddled chicken and and cheese taco. I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the, my favorite tacos in the business. Yep. Um, what are some other ones that you really just you can't miss? Um, the sausage at City Market and Luling, sure. uh, you know, the sausage and ribs to me are the two best meats at City Market and Luling. So if you go there and you only order brisket, you're missing their two best items, right, right. you know, or sausage at anywhere in the Lockhart Luling area. That's, I mean, that's very signature to that region. And, and you're very much missing out if you don't get that. I mean, there's signature sides at places these days, signature desserts at places these do, days. I mean, you got to do a little research or ask people. I mean, it's okay, but... Um, yeah, it, it drives us nutty. I'm just trying to think of some of the ones that just drove us the most. I mean, obviously, anyone that doesn't get cake at Truth drives me crazy. <laughs> yes, um, or or and even now, cobbler at at Corkscrew yep. is another one. Um, if you don't order the tater tot casserole and don't come on a weekend and get the butter beans at Opie's, yeah, um, there's there's uh, just so many places. Um, sides especially the, the, the jalapeno cheese grits at Mickleway. Oh God, I mean, yeah, that's that's such a missed opportunity if you don't get those or whatever creative sausages Tom's put on the menu that day. <laughs> just about everything he does there. Um, a lot of lamb sausage. I always get the lamb sausage, but yeah. um, you know, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because we'll see that and we'll see people and see their picture and it's like. How could you not order this item that they're so famous and they do so well? Right. You know, I mean, if you go to Heim, you got to get the bacon, the bacon burn ins. I mean, it's just something you need to do when you go yeah. to these places. And, um, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode about if you're in the line, talk to the people around the line because there may be someone next to you that's been 20 times and they may <laughs> say, oh, you've got to get this or you got to yeah. get that. So do your research. It doesn't take much. There's a lot of re- you know, available information out there between all the write-ups that Daniel Vaughn has done, Texas Monthly has done, you know, 
our show, other shows. There, I mean, there are plenty of resources out there to to get familiar with a lot of these places, and we highly recommend it. The bodacious sausages they do is another one. I mean, we could sit here all day talking about well, the bodacious lately. What they're doing with the the burn ins, yeah, and they're doing the the different gastriques. Yep. Um, I mean, they were doing. Um, I know they did Big Red. I know they did uh, lim- uh, Limeade. It's whatever soft crazy. drink that Brian Bingham is drinking <laughs> that week will end up yeah. in a gastric. So. Uh, but pretty phenomenal stuff. So so out there, if you catch us on our Instagram, and you really should because um, that's where we're most active, but catch us on Instagram. Tell us what places and what, what items you should get at places, and maybe yeah. we'll start a thread on that. Um, if you're a pit master listening, we number one, we appreciate it. Also, um, if you'd like to be in our next pet peeves, absolutely reach out because we'll start recording those. Definitely. Um, you know, get you're That's able to get tales from the pits on Instagram if you're not familiar. Yep. Uh, make sure you listen to our show because if you're listening to this, you already are. Um, but make sure you spread the word; it helps us. Uh, we got T-shirts for sale now. Yep. Yay! Um, we finally got a product for sale. And um, make sure you rate us in whatever app you're listening. That does help us too. Yeah. So thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next time.